0: Welcome to People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. My guest today is Mark Vickers. He's the chief research analyst and data wrangler at the HR.com Research Institute. He oversees and edits the primary research that HR.com conducts on its own and with partners. We're going to talk about the trends he sees bubbling up in HR as we move beyond the pandemic. All on this edition of People Tech, brought to you by Indeed. You're the hiring expert for your company, and you need a hiring partner who can make your life easier. You need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit. Visit indeed.com HCM. That's indeed.com HCM. And now, Mark Vickers, welcome. First, can you tell me about the HR.com Research Institute, what do you do? What is it, what was its genesis?
1: Yeah, well, luckily it's kind of named for what it is. We just do a ton of research on a wide variety of HR related issues. So anything from very functional issues, like you know, comp benefits, what have you, to uh, more overarching issues, more social issues. Like um, toxic work environments or uh, you know changing work arrangements, that kind of thing. So uh, we kind of cover the gamut from from very functional stuff to a little more wide ranging, semi philosophical stuff.
0: You have a really interesting perch, I think, uh, looking over HR, recruiting, talent acquisition, technology, because you guys do. An, awful lot of research. It seems like you're publishing several reports every, every month. Yeah. So the last 18 months have been kind of crazy for, for obvious reasons. What are some of the most notable trends that you've seen in HR since the beginning of the pandemic?
1: Yeah. A lot of it is stuff that you would, you would expect. Um, Some of it's stuff you might not quite expect as much. Like right now I'm editing a new report on performance management. Um, and I was just looking at the question on how the pandemic has changed performance management, and you would expect it to change it in some companies, not others. In fact, we found that 84% of these organizations responding said they changed something in their performance management um, routines, initiatives, practices, and most commonly, you know, they're doing it remotely, which you would totally expect since a lot more people were working remotely. But they're also doing they're taking advantage of it by doing some other things, you're going more digital, for example, so they're, you're using, uh, they're adopting certain technologies for performance management that they might not have been using. So they're not just doing it by zoom, you know, they're, they're actually instituting some new processes. They're also changing sort of the philosophy of the way they're doing performance check ins. For example, we're finding that quite a few organizations just said, Hey, we're we're not just talking about performance management during these uh, conversations anymore. We're also doing check-ins with people. We're, we're seeing how they're doing, their well-being, you know, their attitudes, their mental health. You know, just we're just sort of checking in with people and having conversations. So my my take on this is a little less in the performance management field, a little less formalized, uh, more conversational. So sort of ironically. Um, in many cases, it's made the performance management process a little less formal, a little more human, even though we've really using technology to sort of uh, divide humans in some ways because they're divided through social distances. But I think it's brought us together in certain ways as well. So it's a little paradoxical in some areas is what I'm saying. We're, we're also focusing a lot of Companies are focused, you on know, things like, uh, you know, development, which they didn't necessarily have time to do at the beginning of the pandemic. But now things like, um, you know, individual employee development are coming to the fore, which is interesting. I think maybe that's part of because, as the pandemic recedes, um, they're afraid a lot of people are going to jump ship. You know, they don't have to work remotely. They can, or they can maybe work remotely for a greater number of companies. Uh, a lot more companies are talking about hiring people that aren't just in the local vicinity. So it's changing hiring practices as well. Um, so there's just there's so many things that are changing as a result of the, the combination of the pandemic and technologies to go along with them. Does that help answer your question?
0: Yeah, it does. I, one one thing that I've heard a lot about is experience that there's been, a I, I think, a surprising emphasis on, employee experience throughout the whole pandemic.
1: Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. We do, uh, we've done two surveys on this and they both found that employee experience has become considerably more important over the last few years. I think we were looking back four years ago. Um, that only has it become more important to HR professionals, but it's expected to become more important yet. And it's interesting because what does experience even mean? And, um, you know, we've tried to tease out what it means. And obviously it's, it's a wide variety of issues, uh, you know, everything from you know, my, my relationship with my boss to the technologies I'm using to whether I'm given the resources I need to my camaraderie within the workforce, all these types of issues are, are important to the employee experience. So it's a, it's a big mandate to say, we're gonna boost employee experience, bigger than for example, boosting engagement. So up until recently, that's mostly what we've heard about, right, is employee engagement. And usually what we meant by that is, you know, the willingness to work with passion and enthusiasm and and sometimes putting in longer hours and things like that, giving giving all your your extra energy and power to, to work. So a lot of that was sort of productivity oriented, and it kind of touched on it. Employee experience because employee experience going to fact engagement, but now it's a it's a broader umbrella employee experience. So you need a wider variety of metrics. You need um, different types of training. You know, like like to, to improve the employee experience, you have to look at employees in a more holistic way. And I think you have to look at the whole organization in a more holistic way. So in many ways, it's a more difficult challenge to to hit. Um, and it's a little more subjective unless you have good metrics and many companies don't have very good metrics around employee experience.
0: You know, it, it seems like a lot of the solutions providers, the DHR tech vendors um, have, are talking more and more about experience. Some of them have been talking about it for several years. Do you see them really changing their approach? And I mean, are there any now that, you think are really changing their approach to include those metrics, or just make the experience of the employee simpler than it was before, or is this still a lot of talk?
1: Yeah, no, it is. It is a lot of talk. I don't want to, you know, underrate the, the hype factor uh, attached to employee experience, but I think they are making uh, substantive changes around their products. They are really thinking about what employee experience means. Um, How can we, you know, add to the employee experience, how can we, you know, leverage our technologies to help measure the employee experience, so I think one of the things um, that they have to answer that is the technology providers are things like. um, How do we know, how do we know you're having an impact on employee experience, what are you, what are you doing for us that's going to um, improve our employee experience and they have to answer those questions so. Yes, there's some hype, but I think there's also some substance to it. The difficulty for vendors uh, is that they have to figure out where they fit on the employee experience spectrum, because uh, you know you don't necessarily have employee experience platforms per se, or maybe you do, but all the other platforms are also going to affect employee experience. So each of those, you know, if you have improvements, if you have you know, uh, learning and development, whatever you you have, you have to figure out how does that uh, manifest improvements in employee experience in some way that you can convince uh, HR professionals and the people buying those systems that they really are having uh, influence.
0: Now, another thing that's been going on lately is there's been a notable increase in discussion about HR technology, or to put it another way, technology's role in HR um which i think they're slightly different but where do you see the emphasis being uh you know how do technology and hr sort of fit together
1: yeah you know it's a it's a really good question and i've been sitting in on a lot of advisory board meetings lately and we we are now doing a survey on the hr tech stack so basically sort of the, the sum total of your hr technologies and how they they fit together as a you know as a single whole to, to help employees, help the employee experience, to keep people productive, all that kind of thing. And the employee, so the HR tech stack also fits in with the overall tech stack within the organization. You know, so the ERPs or whatever whatever you're having in your own organization. Um, so what we're finding basically is that um, these these technology Stacks uh, are a, a high priority for a lot of organizations. I think probably a rising priority in that um, they're not just looking at individual technologies. We need a performance management system. We need a, you know ATS or we need a learning experience platform. Um, companies are trying to figure out how these things interact with one another. You know how you can make them work together in a total system and sometimes sometimes organizations go with a single you know HRS or hr management system that has multiple modules but very often they want something in particular in a certain area so they may have a, a standalone technology but they need to figure out how that technology can, can communicate and interact uh interface with the other uh, technologies and that could be a challenge you know like um, it's it's a challenge for vendors too to figure out how they're going to sell a product that is going to be able to interact with with other products especially if they're a standalone provider you know if they make some big system that they want to sell the entire system and say you don't have to worry about all that you know interface stuff all our modules automatically uh, you know work together in a seamless way. You know, maybe that's true, maybe that's a little bit of hype in itself. um, But certainly that's one of the advantages of of being a bigger ticket provider in these areas. Um, So the technology stack is is a big issue. You know, how do you how do you make these things work together? And there's a lot of challenges going into the technology stack. For example, employee self-service is a big item here for the overall HR technology stack. So you want, obviously employee self-service has been around for, for a while, you know, people, uh, sometimes get into the system and use it to change their addresses to figure out, you know, what's in their benefit plans, all that type of thing. But employees, especially during the, the pandemic era, wanted to use the system for other factors like career development, like learning and development, like, like a lot of things. They just wanted to be able to access uh you know their their hr their iq in some cases they, they go to chatbots to find out something you know about the hr department or about their their uh about policies and things like that so increasingly what what organizations are trying to do is expand that self-service throughout the hr technology stack so whatever component we're talking about you want to be able to allow employees to access, you want them to access it through mobile devices. So that's been a, another big consideration in recent years. Vendors have making a lot of progress in making their systems um, have greater access mobility. You want to be able to prove you have employee experience, as we were just talking about. You also want to be able to um, have systems that can communicate data with one another and as you know mark just like data is tough you have to clean it up very often Um, one set of data doesn't necessarily reflect another set of data very well you have to you have to make it so that um, the data is accurate uh, and especially if you're putting together pieces of data from different systems and that's a major challenge for organizations on top of that challenge which is a huge one based on our research is that the HR tech stack and all that data needs to uh, operate within a, a larger ecosystem. So your IT people have to be able to work with your HR people. Um, and, you know, what we hear is that there's a big, and eh, not a big, there are very often uh, disconnects in the communication between IT and HR as HR becomes more tech oriented, you know, IT, it was sort of used to, you know, acquiring the IT systems and operating the IT systems, these these folks need to work together. And if they're not working together, you can develop systems that just don't uh, have a lot of interoperational capabilities. And that can create real headaches for the organization.
0: Mark, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you very much.
0: I've been talking with Mark Vickers, Chief Research Analyst and Data Wrangler at the HR.com Research Institute. And this has been People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report, where a publication of Recruiting Daily. This edition's brought to you by Indeed, with tools like Indeed Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately, and Indeed Skills Tests, which on average reduce hiring time by 27%. Give them a try. Get a $75 credit at indeed.com slash HCM. That's indeed.com slash HCM. The offer is valid through June 30th and terms and conditions apply. People Tech is part of Evergreen Podcasts. To see all of their programs, visit www.evergreenpodcasts.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.HCMTechnologyReport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer. Faith in the news media has been challenged, making it even harder to get stories told. The Friday Reporter Podcast was created to help audiences better understand the media by hosting journalists who will answer the questions to which we need answers. Join me every Friday to hear more. Welcome to Don't Retire, Graduate, the podcast that asks you what you wanna be when you grow up so you can graduate into retirement with a purpose and a passion, whether you're 25, 85, or any age in between. Gain actionable financial and mindset tips from your favorite authors, podcasters, and influencers to help you reach that exciting next chapter, Listen now and start building your path to financial freedom and
1: reframing what retirement can mean to you. This is your host, Eric Brotman, reminding you, don't retire, graduate.